0: Good morning and welcome to Overreaders Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G and I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from Maryland. Today's date is Friday, March 8, 2019. And today we are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are at page 12, the fifth paragraph, starting with Thus Was I Convinced. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Du L, Kim G., the reference numbers for yesterday's meetings, uh, March 7th, the 7 a.m. Eastern, 12,633. For the 10 a.m. meeting, 12,635. So 7 a.m., 12,633, 3, and 10 a.m., 12,635. OA preamble. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions
1: of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Judy F. to read the 12 Steps. Go ahead, Judy. Press star 1, Judy. Good morning, I'm Judy, a compulsive,
2: Judy F, a compulsive overeater in North Carolina. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous, one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable, two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him, four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 12 having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs thank you for this opportunity to be of service and i pass
0: thank you judy i will now ask for diane g to read the 12 traditions go ahead diane
3: good morning this is diane g from new hampshire so grateful to be here today Four personalities.
0: Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive, overeaters-only please. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topic, but this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the story we are on page 12 and we are on the fifth paragraph and I'm going to ask do L to get us started. Go ahead, do. Good
4: morning. Um, thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough at long last i saw i felt i believed. scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes a new world came into view uh again this is due less initial elf recover compulsive overeater Um so grateful to be here yes it says thus i was convinced that god was concerned with us humans when we want him enough so and then It says here, scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. Well, did that happen because he just happened? What was he convinced of, right? First of all, that's the question. Um, He was convinced that now he was willing to believe in a power greater than himself. Now, did that just happen? Like he just, you know, uh, Abby asked him, what is your conception or come up with a conception? and, And he says, I'm willing now No, it took some convincing. It took a little process, right? First, he had to identify what was happening with him. What was the problem? The problem was he had the God of his grandfather. He had the God of theology. He had the God of other people, and he did not have his own conception of God. So when he was able to put away the prejudice of those gods that he had in his life that were not working for him, and come up with his own conception of something that would work for him, then he became willing, right? Uh, It was a process. And then on top of that, not only that, but he had to feel God in his heart. He had to take the step in his heart. And that's what the scales of pride were falling off, because now, he's saying, I'm not going to be prideful enough, you know, to not be open enough, right? Because the the how is honesty, willingness, and open-mindedness. I'm going to be open to a new conception of what's going to work for me. And once he was able to do that, he was able to see that now something's going to work in his life. So now he's convinced that something's going to work in his life. Plus, he's seen a, a A person who has gone through the process, has recovered, and is a a brimming, shiny new person in front of his eyes. And he wants that. And, and the beautiful thing is, you know, I don't have to try to comprehend everything there is about this higher power or God, right? I don't have to understand electricity to know that once I turn on my TV, it works. You know and that's the willingness that he he stopped trying to figure it out he stopped trying to understand who this god was and he says you know i'm just willing to believe that it's going to work in my life and i'm going to give it a try and i'm going to put forth my effort to do that and just 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 do it and as soon as he was able to do that things started to work and we're going to see how this story develops, how how this higher power is really going to take off in Bill's life. And so with that, I pass.
5: Thank you, Du.
0: Now we're going to open up for sharing. So if you haven't shared in the last day or so, please chime in. Get us started.
6: Can, can you
5: just All tell for us, us the us, page and paragraph?
0: Okay. Sure, I can tell you that again. We are on page 12. We are on the fifth paragraph.
1: So who would like to share? Barbara E. Gotcha, Barbara. Jen A. Jen A. Vasa O. Uh-oh. Rowan M.
0: Rowan M. Okay.
1: Chuck K. Chuck K. Did you get Barbara? Yes, I did. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, well, we're going to roll right along here.
0: Barbara E., Jen A., Vasa O., Rowan M., Chuck K. So, Barbara E., followed by Jen E., you're up, Barbara.
7: Thank you so much for this opportunity and your, your, and your service and that beautiful, beautiful share on the paragraph that we just read. Well, there's one of the OA sayings is, I came for my vanity, I stayed for my sanity. That is so true. All I wanted was a new diet. I knew I had a problem with food. I was broken, I was desperate, I tried everything, but I didn't know I had a problem with life. Today I've been blessed beyond anything I ever thought to wish for. I learned to look honestly at the ugly things that I'm powerless over through this program, yet make my life unmanageable It takes honest vision to fully understand there is a problem and that I have no way to solve it myself. I really did come to believe that I can have a higher power who can do things for me that I can't and that I can be restored to sanity. And believe me, for a skeptic, that was a big leaf of of faith. There is hope that the painful parts of my life can change and that higher power has a better plan for me. It was a leap of faith that something would sustain me when I stopped my way of doing things. But what I couldn't imagine doing forever, I could do for one day. And those days added up to two decades and a miracle. I must and I did align my will with God's, my God's and going through the scary places in recovery is faith working in my life. I never thought I would pray before every meal, when we, before I even get out of bed in the morning, saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thy will be done, not mine. I had to have, must have the willingness. It's the whatever it takes clause in my contract with God and being ready in God's time, not mine, to let go not only of the hurtful things I wanna change, but also the defects I enjoy. That's a scary concept. It's also one filled with honesty, hope, faith, courage, and integrity. Amazing how these principles work together. Humility, when I earnestly ask for help, My God goes to work, but I have to pray and pause and listen because he whispers to me. Humility for me is acceptance of who I am and the need to to live in harmony with my God's will to find serenity. I came to understand that God is always with me and with you if we invite him in. Spiritual awakening is having a living God in my life. Oops. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day, everyone. May you find your inner peace. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Jen A., followed by Basta O. Go ahead, Jen.
8: Good morning. Jen A., recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Colorado. Um, Thus, I was convinced. Um, I, like Bill, was ready, ready to do what? I was ready to act, right, take action. Um, And I had accepted that I can't and that perhaps God can, right? So um, scales of pride and prejudice, Um, the prejudice, that was like the big-headedness that I had. That was my ego, myself, my vanity that was just talked about. Um, The prejudice for me, that was just the judgment. Um, All those things were starting to fall from my eyes, right? They weren't completely gone. um, Because what I did is I saw, I saw that there was proof sitting in front of me, right? That was, that was Evie. I saw proof of you all in the rooms and on these lines, I heard it in your voices and I heard that you are recovered. Um, And I felt and believed So I understood and I accepted, I accepted in my heart and my soul. And, um, you know, my mind cannot, my mind cannot at all grasp matters of the soul. (laughs) Um, That is truly what's going to have to happen in my heart. This is not a head matter. This step doesn't require a worksheet. This step doesn't require um, a bunch of questions to be answered or assignments. This step just says, I can't. And guess what? I'm willing to let somebody else do it. And perhaps this God idea, he can do it for me. Um, And that's why God is in there. If I want him enough, um, it has nothing to do with me at all. Um, I just had to be willing to believe. And um, the scales fell from my eyes. But the beautiful thing was is that... um, that the seeds of love were beginning to be planted. And that's what you all showed me is love, love for myself, love for others, um, to be loved unconditionally. And if I can have enough love for myself, unconditional love for myself, I can truly love others. So being convinced that I'm ready, I can't, and God can. And I thank Bill for this part of his story. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Jen A. Okay, Vaso, followed
6: by Rowan M. Go ahead, Vasa.: Can I be heard?: Yes, I can
0: hear you. just: just Thank on. you, Amy.
6: Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa. Grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive over come from Florida. Thank you, Amy, for your service. And this is a really good reading. Another reminder. There was, for me, there was nothing. Uh, nothing, I wanted more than to stop eating. By the time I came to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, I, I knew, I just knew the food was just going to kill me, and it's not like I tried to stop. I tried many, 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 many times over the years. I must have gained hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of pounds and lost hundred pounds over my lifetime, many, many pounds. And then, um, Yes, I remember in those days being so desperate, and I remember hearing, though, I think the best part that I heard about this was, you know, this was a spiritual program. It was not a religious program. Uh, what i That's what I liked about uh, the program. And, uh, yeah, I had the husband. I had the house. I had the kids. I had the, you know cat and the dog and you know but I, I had all those things while i was still eating and you know my i was always always preoccupied with the food and how was i going to put the food down and it was a just a like vicious circle and i was just so grateful that i had the gift of desperation i was just so willing and i was just so ready I, I was so ready. And, yeah, okay, Abby, tell me. If, if I, uh, she uh, you need a power greater, you need to find a power greater than us. I said, of course I need to. I've been trying to do this for 25 years of my life, to do it by myself. And what other people told me to do, it just did not work, you know. Of course, I didn't know anything about the allergy. I didn't know anything about the mental obsession. I mean, I knew uh, I I had a mental obsession, but I thought there was nothing wrong with it. You know, I just love to eat. But, again, I did also come for the vanity. I remember saying, oh, when I lose my weight, I'm just going to leave. So I did stay for the sanity, and I was so ready, and I was so willing to surrender to a higher power. The 12 steps, whatever it took, you know, I can't, you can, God, whoever you are out there, I'm willing and I'll let you. I will let you. And uh, I just felt like so relieved that, you know, that to 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 confess, I can't do this by myself. And just to throw myself um, into prayers, meditation, working the steps the way they're laid out, the tools. I just, you know, the way the program was laid out, I was just so desperate and willing. I am, And you know what? If it works for me, it will work out for any of you out there. Believe me, just come. They told us six meetings. If you don't like it, you will return your misery back. I continued, and I have continued for many, many years after. Thank you, and I pass.
1: Thank you, Vasa O. Rowan M., you're up, followed by Chuck K. Go ahead, Rowan. Okay. Rowan? For star one, please. Hi, sorry about that. My name is Rowan M. Um,
9: and I'm a compulsive overeater in New York. My apologies if I ruffled anyone's feathers. I know I shared yesterday. There was a big silence and no one was volunteering today. So I put my name in the hat. My apologies if that upset anyone. I wanted to share on this paragraph Um. That's was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want Him enough. I think I'm learning and it's taken me a while. I think I'm learning that, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, it doesn't matter if I have an amazing sponsor. It does I've had a million amazing sponsors. The problem was that I was looking for a human to save me and I think for a lot of my life, I've wanted someone to come save me and rescue me because I felt very unstable uh, growing up and I think that's been a big problem for me with my recovery in this program is that I'm looking for people to save me and not God to save me. When we want him enough, am I at a point where I am really leaning into God, where I truly believe that there is nothing of this earth that can save me? There is nothing of this earth that can save me, and that is what I'm seeing. It doesn't matter who my sponsor is. It doesn't matter... Sometimes it doesn't matter how many calls I make or how many meetings I go to, I will still pick up. At long last I saw, I felt, I believed. Can I concede to my innermost self that I am not like other people, that I need something bigger than what is on this earth, that me as a human cannot control this illness? a new world came into view. What does that world look like? It looks like me not trying to manage, not trying to control, not trying to manipulate the whole situation, not trying to be the director, not trying to run the show. And that is how I have been my entire life. I have tried to run the show and Put my control into every situation because I felt like my life was so out of control. So in my mind, I had to overcompensate and put everyone in line and make ev- make sure everything was to my best interest because I was extremely selfish and I didn't care about other people's needs. I just care, am uh-huh. I being taken care of? Anyway, thank you so much for letting me share with that. I passed.
1: Thank you, Roanne. Chuck Kay, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Press star one to unmute, Chuck. This is Chuck Kay from Atlanta, Georgia. Can you hear me now?
0: I can. Please go ahead.
10: Hey, th- thank you. Thus I, was I convinced that God is concerned with me when I want him enough. And I'd like to say I'm, I am so thankful for this paragraph and those words, and how they they mean something recently for me. I've I've had some experiences in the past couple of weeks, as a result of keep keep coming back to program, a vision for you, and everybody around me, and I'm very thankful for that because it took uh, about three and a half years for me to understand the role I have to play, and the role God has to play. And although I had a lot of wonderful experiences in those first three and a half years I was in the rooms, it wasn't until just recently that I was able to give up that role of God for myself. And then at the back end of this paragraph, it says, A new world came into view. Well, I know exactly what that means. This paragraph shows me that someone else has had that same experience for me, it was almost unexplainable. I couldn't explain what happened with me. I just knew that things were different. Um, I had to give up my power. And once I was able to give up my power, I was finally able to understand step one. Step one used to be very scary for me. I could accept my life as unmanageable. I could see that. But I just didn't understand how to give up that power. and. Um, I guess the only way I can explain it now, it was a gift. I don't know that I earned it. I just know that something happened that I'm not able to explain. And I just want to continue working every day to keep that. I know what it is to have that pink cloud feeling go away. And I don't want that to go away. And so what do I have to do? Well, I appreciate the previous share because it reminded me that every day, all day throughout my day, I have to keep turning to god for 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 my life and the plans and the things that 's going to happen to me. My day can be very fragmented, and I all the time have to go back and ask for ask for help, ask for guidance, and just let me have the mindset to serve others so wonderful blessings and uh, i 'll end with I love to come on this meeting in the mor or earlier in the morning before it starts and listen to all the the good mornings and I love to end the the meeting with all feels like I'm in an auditorium of people because without that the Chuck that's the other Chuck is just going to be grumpy irritable and aggravating everybody but the Chuck that listens to God and listens to help is is a much better person so thank you for, for letting me share.
0: Thank you Chuck for sharing. Okay, just to remind everyone, where we are, we're on page twelve of Bill's story. We're on the fifth paragraph. Thus was I convinced. So, who would like to share? Please come in. Jan- Janice W.
5: Jan- this is Larry. Oh. Larry
0: K. W. Yeah,
5: I'm Melissa
0: W. M. S. Okay, so this is who I have. Janice P M, Larry K, Deb W, Leah M, Elise Devora F, M. Elise, hold on one second, I'm not sure we're going to get to you. Um, Leah M, Devora S, Melissa C, and Elise M. Let's see, let's see if we we can get everybody in. Okay, so Janice P M
1: followed by Larry K. Go ahead, Janice. star one unmute.
0: Did I get? Was was that not the right name? That, that I heard Janice's voice in
5: your, You got it. You got it, Amy. Um, oh, good. I just good. had a uh, unmute. Yes. Good morning to everyone. My name is Janice PM. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. I just want to remind myself and uh, everybody that probably we forget that this is this is Bill's story. Now he's writing this in hindsight. You see, he—he. He, this is the previous um, um, paragraph. It's the beginning. This is just the beginning of the foundation, of when he's going to walk through this arch, through the steps, to become free and have a spiritual awakening. He says, "Thus was I convinced." He didn't say, "Thus did Ebby convince me." Did the meeting last night convince me? It was that he, I have to be convinced. I have to be uh, willing to do the rest of the program. But, you know, because we're, we're not going to get a spiritual awakening here because if we did, only we would be like we're here in the past, that this would be just two steps. It's the willingness to do. If I'm willing you know like i want to go to uh, the islands well i can want all i want but i got to do some action in order to get there and this is what he's talking about because he he knows he's doomed now he knows like me i had to be doomed from step 1 and then step 2 kind of mm, opens the door and say maybe i'm not doomed you know maybe i i, I do need a power okay that's good to know. Well, I thought I had a power, but, you know, it didn't work for me the way I wanted, the way that I demanded this power. And so I have to find and access this power through the 12 steps, as we know that Ebbie did through six steps at the time. So, yeah, so this is the beginning, willing to do. Willing to do action. I can be willing all my life for 30 years. Oh, yeah, I want to be recovered. Well, you know, some people don't want to be recovered. They think they want to be recovered, but they don't want to do the step. They don't want to do the work to access for me. That's the only way because I didn't get it any other way through these steps. And then he started to say that, yeah, all my pride, thinking that I, see, this has to come, this had to come to me. I had to be at the point that my pride was like put it aside Janice you don't know what to do because you haven't I done bet it I've never put anything aside at the dinner table that's for sure
1: um, Om nom 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 nom
5: And then uh, put those ideas aside because you need some new ideas and not your no don't be so prejudiced in Yeah you definitely mind. never put any courses aside during that's a big that's meal that's it. for sure Go ahead Janet. just keep and going. And then then yes please. So, he was convinced a new world will come into view. It came into view because don't forget he's he's saying this and writing this in hindsight. He knows that he experienced a new world after he was willing to do certain steps. And with that I pass. Thanks. Thank you Janice PM. You, yeah, it's Kay, amazing Larry what Kay. happens when you stop shoving food in your fat cob and do a okay. bit of exercise.
0: Larry, please go ahead. Larry K, you're up, followed by W W. Good
11: morning. Good morning, Amy. Um, Larry K recovered this morning. You know, it occurred to me that um, that nothing is easy for the unwilling. Nothing. If someone's receiving, you know, I thought about it. If someone's receiving treatment for, you know, for hoarding behavior, let's say, would it surprise anyone on the line that those all they need to do, are are to do is
12: put their worried. shit in a the skip. There's no problem with hoarding. Just put your shit in a skip. It's not as if it's a real. Go ahead, Larry.
5: Keep going. <laughs> sure.
11: So if. If someone is being treated for hoarding those who are willing participants in the treatment they make tremendous strides and here's something else about willingness that I didn't fully grasp I have a little better understanding now willingness is not a passive action someone who is truly willing you know they're not sitting on the sidelines they're actively engaged they're they're actively immersed in action in other words, that, that that person who's willing, they have a vested interest in committing to important actions. And and Janice kind of alluded to this. You know, and I hear, you know, of course I'm willing. And then what is the action they can comp- continue to pick up the needle with the shades drawn? Feeling shame. Of course I'm willing to believe. Of course I am. And then I proceed not to engage in prayer followed by action. Of course i of course, I'm willing i I mean, why wouldn't I be willing? Look at me, look at my life, and then, as soon as the storm comes, the winds start blowing a little bit they if you if you see their actions, if you watch my actions, then I'm right back into the food. so willingness when we hear some some people will say willingness is overrated, yeah, it's overrated because when my gums were flapping, oh, I could tell you a lot of things but follow my actions that will tell you that will be an indicator of just how willing I am when the storm comes in and if I'm still taking definitive actions that's going to isn't that going to be a clear indication of my willingness if I say that I'm willing to believe then that's a choice and it's not a a one-time choice it's an everyday choice I choose to believe in a mystery that I I don't understand and probably don't have the capacity as a human being to understand. I choose to believe in that. You know why? Because I'm a sucker? No. I choose to believe because I have found it works. And it works again and again. No matter if the storm blows in or it's not in. I don't pick up the needle. No matter, you know, whatever's happening, I don't pick up the needle. And you know what you find, wrapping up here, Amy, what you find is over time, you do come to believe through experience, through taking these actions. It's not a conceptual process, you know, because I'm I'm, I'm up, I'm down, my emotions ebb, they flow. What am I feeling today as if those are facts? They're going to change. So for me, willingness, action, willingness, action, after action, after action, that's the deal. With that, I pass, thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry.
1: Okay, Deb W followed by Leah M. Deb W, please go ahead. Press star one to unmute. Is it possible that you're calling on Beth W? Um,
0: It could be, if Deb's not, if I didn't hear Beth, I mean Deb, so Beth, why don't you just go ahead? that'd be fine.
13: Thanks. I did put my name out there, and I wasn't sure if you heard me or not.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I believe you. Go ahead.
13: (laughs) My name is Beth W. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from North Dakota. Um, I really struggled with this paragraph, um, especially the first sentence. Thus, I was convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. Um, And I guess that was my prejudice. Um, The God of my understanding is concerned with me whether I want him or not. And so I, I was frustrated with this paragraph, um, and I had to set aside my own prejudice because um, I think God loves me anyway. Whether I, but, I, but then the scales of my pride and prejudice fell from my eyes, and I saw and I felt and I believed that I was pushing God away from me um, and trying to take control of my life always. And, um, and, and I realized that God is there always. Um, loving me and caring for me, and um, and helping me survive this life that I was trying to destroy every single day, and um, with food and alcohol and and other destructive behaviors and and attitudes. Um, so grateful that Bill was convinced, so that so that um, I could become convinced all these decades later that that there's a different way to live and I'm super grateful, but um, I needed a new worldview and it wasn't that I needed a new God. I just needed a new worldview, a new way to connect with the God of my understanding and and to know that the God who has always loved me will continue to love me. And I um, just need to open my, my clenched fists and receive that. And, and, um, and uh, I, I, put down the food that, that months ago that I, I call out desperation. I don't know what you mean when you say put down the food. Um, and, and, uh, and now I do. I mean, I, I can do that every day with the help of the God of my understanding that each day I give thanks for the food that is nourishing my soul while God nourishes, or the food that is nourishing my body while God nourishes my soul. And I don't have to, I don't have to stuff a god Whole with food and alcohol and destructive behaviors anymore um, because I finally um, trust the God that has always loved me. And uh, super grateful to be on the line this morning. And I, I wish you all a really um, wonderful weekend. And uh, with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Beth W. Okay, Leah M., you're up, followed by
1: Devorah S. Go ahead. Leah, star one,
14: unmute. On Thank you. Thus, was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want Him enough? You know, it wasn't some uh, <laughs> virtue that I decided to get spiritual, um, it was pain. Pain drove me, um, <laughs> you know, to this opening of my mind and a willingness to do something different. Um, I remember being in a locked facility, and I remember having a conversation with a uh, recovered alcoholic, an ex-Marine, and I was trying to figure out this God thing, and, uh, you know, he <laughs> he abruptly told me, you know, I wouldn't worry about what you think about this God thing and this higher power. I would just, you know, <laughs> run into the arms of whoever will take you um, reminding me of the plastic wristband around uh my left wrist um pain was the greatest motivator to great change. I had stopped binging thousands of times. Uh, the disease convinced me and those who were recovered taught me uh, that the solution was not merely to stop um, compulsively overeating. The solution was to have a relationship with spirit which will remove the problem and that this was the aim, goal, and objective of the program of recovery, a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. It is critical to know that Bill wrote this in hindsight. You know, it says, I saw, I felt, I believed, scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. That was true for me once I embarked on the program of recovery, particularly the inventory process of steps four through seven were laid out on paper and through the help of a guide who had this experience to see what were those beliefs, attitudes, ideas, and emotions which were keeping me imprisoned, you know, why did my heart yearn for substances in bags and bakery boxes? The program of recovery turned me, the, the actions which I did not quite understand yet, but pain drove me to uh, embark upon, you know, it turned me from the uh the desperate pursuit of the ease and comfort of contents of bags and bakery boxes to a relationship with power. I, I love the paragraph, which goes nicely with it from page 28. It says, if we have learned and felt and seen means anything at all. It means that all of us, whatever our race, creed, or color, are the children of a living creator with whom we we may form a relationship upon simple and understandable terms as soon as we were willing and honest to try. And pain pain made me willing and honest enough to try. Freedom wasn't free. Uh, I had to uh, cast aside old ideas. And with that, I pass. Thanks a bunch.
0: Thank you, Leah M. Devorah F followed by Melissa C.
15: Go ahead, Devorah. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Amy, and everyone who makes this meeting possible. My name is Devora F and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey and so that's the secret here that I had to be convinced that God is concerned with us humans that we want if we want when we want him enough. Gosh, what I I I did not come into this program to get convinced. <clears throat> that I had to develop a relationship with God. I thought I had one. Um, and um, so this was a very, very new concept for me that, you know, I knew that there was a God, but did I really think that God was, that, that I had to grow towards him closer? I mean, I knew that God ran the show. I knew that there was a God out there. But how was I really going to make that work for me? How was I going to utilize all that knowledge that I had and really um, to lean into to my higher power? Um, and that took a lot of action on my part, Um, you know, starting with putting down the food and not eating. That was the first thing I had to do, and then, you know, when I was getting these days together, you know, being abstinent, it was like, where was this coming from? I was never able to go from one meal to the next without eating and binging, so I, you know, I I realized, you know, really, body's asking me, wow, really giving me this strength to do this, and you know, it wasn't enough, though. I had to grow into this <clears throat> program through the work of these steps. You know, we talk about this program being an action program. When no one was going to come and, and, and sprinkle anything on me. I had to do the actions, and the actions for me were really, you know, following the steps as it's outlined and turning to God and waking up in the morning and, and asking God to show me what he wants from me you know, I I had to learn. I had to realize that God is really interested in me, and you know, He want, He wants me to be close to Him. But I had to take those actions, and those actions were, you know, um, pausing through the day, and I, you know, pausing through the day, looking to God, asking what His will is, and 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 leaning in, you know, seeking God, um, and um, and these are the things that I do today throughout the day. Um, I have to. I have to keep growing and leaning into God and seeing what it what it is. And it's not just the willingness. You know, we're all talking about the willingness. We're all saying it's the actions that we take each day. It's an action program. Um, and you know, each day is a new day for me. And each day I have to get reacquainted um, with my higher power um, because you know what happened yesterday is not going to happen. It's not gonna work again today. It's it's just it was yesterday. Now today is another day, and I have to keep working at it and, and, and walking with God and uh, really grateful to have this opportunity and I'll and pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deborah S. Okay, Melissa C followed by Elise M. Melissa, go ahead. Hi,
16: good morning Amy. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you everyone. It's Melissa C recovered compulsive over here in New York and Oh my gosh. Yeah, to be convinced that God does care, you know, that God does have an interest in in me um, and wants, you know, and wants um, what's good for me, you know, and I, what made me willing, you know, um, not tragedy, you know, um, because I've had tragedy, you know, like all of us, right? I've had tragedy prior to being recovered and I've had tragedy since being recovered and my response prior to being recovered was, I thought I wanted God, you know, but actually I didn't want God. I wanted um, whatever was going on to not be going on. And so I misinterpreted, um, you know, just human experiences for proof that there must not be a God that's concerned for me. Because I cried out for God. You know, I didn't really cry out for God, though. I cried out for got to change what was, you know, and um and so, you know, what convinced me, um, yeah, desperation. You know, what makes someone willing for me, I think it's you know, like ten parts desperation, you know, one one part hope, you know, is enough to cultivate some willingness for me. And, you know, so what's happened then? like, um I've had some real difficult times with being recovered. And the difference is that I can feel the presence of God in my life. Um, I think by the way I seek God, is different now. I don't curse the reality of what is. I don't ask God to bend his will to meet, to meet the needs of me, however noble my needs might be. Instead, I ask God to give me the strength and the ability to um, to walk through these difficult times to make me willing, you know, to live in agreement with his will for me. And, you know, the miraculous thing, what ha- my scales, you know, that fell from my eyes was the realization that God never left me alone. You know, like, I, never. Through the most difficult periods of my life, um... I had people that showed up, you know. I I look back, like, when when I lost lost a son, a very, you know, young infant son, and I looked at that as evidence that God didn't exist. And since being recovered, I had the, the memory that I'd forgotten about the family members that took care of an entire funeral, that I just showed up. And somehow I forgot that, you know. And so I've had tragedies and different since then, and my mind is keenly aware of those people, thank you, that God keeps putting in front of me to help me. Thank you. For that all time.
1: Thank you, Melissa T. Elise M., you're up. Press star one to unmute. we got time for you. Hi, this is Elise N. from
12: Passaic. Um, thank you for your service and everybody else for being on this line and everybody that shared. Um, I'm grateful to be here. Um, I'm grateful to be recovered. Um, it's always hard for me to say recovered and not recovering, but um, for today, um, I believe that recovered means a reprieve um, from my addiction, based on my spiritual, um, you know, what I'm doing spiritually. Um, and I believe what um, one person was talking about willingness. I mean, there is willingness, but there is action, and that this is not a you know a program for people that want it, but for people that are willing to do it. Um, and I'm, you know, for today, willing to do it. And um, I was speaking with someone, let's say you know, person that I was speaking to that is having a lot of trouble with her abstinence. And she, you know, was going through different sponsors and the sponsor would make suggestions and she would say, I don't know, I'm not sure I want to do that. But that, when I got desperate enough um, with this last sponsor, with this sponsor, when she said, I want you to go to a meeting in the morning and a meeting at night every day, I did it. I didn't say, well, does it say that in the big book? Does it say you have to go to two meetings a day? She felt that, that that was her guidance. That was what she felt needed to happen at that time to help me, because that's what helped her. And I just did it. And it, it, and it helped me a lot. Um, and what I'm doing now may be different than what I'm doing when I first started again seven months ago. But I had gone for years and years and years of relapse, of not being able to get my abstinence back. And I think a lot of that, if I would have to give a reason, it was that I was working with a sponsor who became a dear friend, but who wasn't holding me accountable. And when she was telling me, I want you to do this or that, and I wasn't doing it, I wasn't being called on it. So it's it's not... It's not that she won't work for someone else, it's just that for me, I'm kind of hardcore. I need somebody that's kind of hardcore. And now when I'm working with people, if somebody says, well, I don't I don't wanna do this, I don't wanna do that, you know, then find a sponsor who's going to do what you want them to do. I mean, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I'm not trying to tell people what to do, but if if I can only give away you know what, I have, and if somebody doesn't want what I have, um, or you know, doesn't feel what I have is going to work for them, there are plenty of people out there that work program all right. different ways. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Alita. Okay, so we have time for a uh, two minute share. Who would like to Matt out? out? Matt out.
17: All right, Matt.
0: Matt, hey, I two minutes.
17: Good morning, wow.
0: everyone. I don't think, Jennifer, I, I think we're just going to have time for Matt today, but please share on the second hour. Go ahead, Matt.
17: Good morning, everyone. This is Matt. I'm the host of Reader from Jersey. I just wanted to share that, you know, my higher, the search for my higher power has been an interesting one because I'm a very stubborn individual, and I tend to look for the wrong in things, and I thought that there was no God of my understanding that would help me because of the way I was raised. But I realized, you know, for me, my higher power is just a trusted friend that I can trust. For me, in the beginning, even today, I'm getting used to it. It's very awkward sometimes still when I just talk, feel like I'm talking just the air, you know, nothing around me because I can't see it. I'm a very visual person, a very literal person. So for, for me, seeing these things, I tend to be a little bit non-believing. But now, just for today, I've been, I have been. have over 30 days. I'm working with my sponsor. I believe that there is something guiding me because, I never thought I would even get this far. You know, I've, been, I've kind of been in and out of the rooms all over these years. If you could be so far out of the rooms but still be in the rooms, that was me. And, um, you know, without leaving. And I'm very grateful that I'm still here because I have a message, and I'm very grateful that I have an opportunity pretty soon coming up to help others because I want to give back because it's time. My base nature is to be selfish and self-centered, egotistical and inconsiderate. And that is me, part of who I am. But I'm grateful today that I can give back. I'm going to be able to start giving back soon and help others because this is life and death illness and this will kill me if I allow it. And I will not allow that today without a pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt. Perfect timing. Appreciate everyone. Thank you, everyone, for an awesome meeting. And thanks for everyone who shared and to all our readers. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's 7 a.m. Eastern Vision for You meeting, Friday, March 8, 2019. The number is 12,637. That's 12637. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Kim G., if you could please read that, that'd be great. Thanks, Amy. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.